Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is April 15th, 2019. I'm Shannon and I'm here with a whole bunch of people. <laughs> We've got Brooke and Natalie, Stacy, Sarah, and Natalia. And we are here to talk about some of our most anticipated books of May. So are we ready to talk about fabulous new books? We are. Good. We are. Yes. Yes, yes. So, before I dive into the usual uh, housekeeping things, I just want to say that Natalie is going to start us off, followed by Sarah, then me, then Brooke, then Stacy, and finally, of course, Natalia can return to her favorite place of last. But before we do that, I have the usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. Once you're there, you can like and or follow the page. You can also join our Facebook listener group where you can interact with all of us as well as with other listeners of the podcast. If you would like to get a hold of us for any reason, you can do that via Facebook or you can also drop us an email. And that address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. And you can contact us for pretty much any reason you can think of. Um, if you have questions or comments or topic suggestions, book recommendations, pretty much anything at all, we would love to hear from you. So do get in touch. All right, Natalie, are you ready? I am so ready. All right. So the first book I'm going to be talking about tonight is Stepsister by Jennifer Donnelly. And this book will be released on May 14th. And so basically, regardless of my age, I love fairy tale retellings of all kinds. And so I was really excited to hear about this book because although this is an author um, I haven't read before, it's basically based on some of the darker versions of the Cinderella story. Um, and from what I could tell from the synopsis, the overarching theme is the idea that, you know, what we consider to be beautiful or ugly is really in, in the eye of the beholder. And so basically, um, you know, if we think of like the traditional fairy tales, the good girl is usually, you know, the princess who's beautiful and she's flawless and she's perfect and she's always happy and she's kind of prancing around in her glass slippers and she never has a vain thought cross her mind. And um, the an antagonist, which, you know, in Cinderella would be the, her, her stepsisters, are always described as being very ugly because their physical features basically reflect um, you know, the evil within. And so it's always a very one-dimensional kind of um, depiction of who we are as people. And so in this story, uh, we follow Isabel, 
who's one of the evil, quote-unquote, stepsisters. And Isabel goes through very great lengths to fit within this mold of, you know, the beautiful princess um, with the glass slippers, and she wants to win the heart of Prince Charming and ultimately the approval of everyone around her. And so she does everything she can in her power to change herself. Uh, And basically, she's pretending to be someone she's not. And when the prince uncovers her deception, he turns her away in shame. Um, And Isabel is not, you know, the traditional princess, right? She's very feisty. She's not submissive. And although she's tried, she's ultimately failed uh, to fit in within this traditional idea until she basically has this opportunity to change her destiny and and to, and she realizes that this heartache that she's feeling because the prince has basically dumped her is not, you know, the end of her life. And the synopsis is very vague regarding uh, what exactly happens or how she alters her life, you know, whether this is you know, a happily ever ending romance or whether she finds fulfillment in some other kind of way. Um, Yet I'm still really intrigued enough to read the story to find out. And again, it's not an author I've read before. And so I just hope that it isn't too preachy um, because while I like the idea of challenging, you know, the traditional fairy tale and reading kind of a different spin on the story, um, I also hope that, you know, this doesn't, the story doesn't demonize women who do fall in love because I think you can be independent and strong and happy and still want all of those things. Um, So I'm very curious to see what happens in the story and how strength is defined and hopefully she does get a happily ever after because I love a romance. So that is my hope. But again, this is Stepsister by Jennifer Donnelly, which will be released on May 14th. There are so many great Cinderella retellings. Um, I know. I really want to read Ash by Melinda Lowe, mm-hmm. um, which is, I think, Cinderella, like with lesbians. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yes. So I that, have that on my TBR. Yes. Before I talk about my first book tonight, and I'm so sorry because I talked about the book I'm going to shout out about during our most anticipated books episode, but I could not let May go by without giving a shout out to The Bride Test by Helen Wang. I'm so excited to read it. I'm dying. So everybody should get a copy. And if you, for, if you don't remember what that is, it is the next book after The Kiss Quotient. And <gasps> it's finally I, coming. Yeah, yes. and we have to, of course, mention Mercy Thompson. Mercy <gasps> Thompson. Yeah, see, we have these like brief little things that we have to say. Um, <laughs> both of these yeah, books so. were my anticipated books, in, and they both happen to come out in May. On the same and, day. Yes, yes. So I'm super excited. But tonight we are going to talk, my friends, about demons and vampires and the fae and angels because we are going to talk about Cressley Cole a little bit and we're going to a very tiny minuscule bit and we're going to talk about Monroe Immortals After Dark book 19 
So if you do not read Cressley Cole, I am not going to tell you much about this book because it'll be very confusing to you. But what I will tell you is the Immortals After Dark series is pretty fabulous. It is, there are many, many different immortal factions mentioned in this book, in this series. And what I love about it is there are a lot of really um, dark, tortured heroes, which is what I love. And a lot of heroes and heroines, too, that are, like, not always the most attractive. So that always makes me happy. And if you are interested in reading about this really great series, which I know I'm not giving you a lot of information about, but it's very in-depth. It is the Immortals After Dark series. And the first book in the series is called A Hunger Like No Other. But the book coming out on May 28th is Monroe, Immortals After Dark, book 19. So my first pick tonight is not dark and no one is tortured what and no one is particularly unattractive either so this is <laughs> a rogue by night and it's devils of dover book three by kelly bowen it comes out on may 28th i have to say that i have pretty much loved everything kelly bowen has written with the exception of maybe one book that i didn't love quite as much but these are fantastic historical romances. Bowen is so smart and she does not hesitate to give her characters like little glimpses of her own really sharp wit. And I love that so much about her. Um, this story put me in mind of some of the like classic historicals that I grew up reading romance on, like, um, you know, some of the early like, oh, I don't know, like smuggler romances. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a good example and I can't at the moment, but if you love smugglers and like the kind of illicit missions that they're, you know, sneaking out at dawn into the Harbor um, to grab like casks of, of French brandy that are somehow deep, deep in the ocean, like tied down by all these weights. If you love that <laughs> kind of thing, this is a phenomenal book. Our hero is a doctor and also maybe the head of a smuggling ring. And our heroine is a young woman who has grown up in the smuggling life, but really wants something different for herself and her family. So I have to be transparent and say that I read this last weekend and I loved it so, so much. But I, it's just, I want everyone to fall in love with this series as much as I have. If you haven't read the first two books, that's perfectly fine. You can start here or you can go back and start with A Duke in the Night. But this one is A Rogue by Night, and it is Devils of Dover, book three by Kelly Bowen. And it comes out on May 28th. The first book I'm going to talk about today is a young adult thriller and happens to be a debut novel. It is A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson, and it comes out on May 2nd. The case was closed. Five years ago, schoolgirl Andy Bell was murdered by Sal Singh. The police know he did it. The people of town know he did it. But Pippa isn't so sure. She has chosen this book as her Final term project. While investigating, she discovers secrets that someone in town would like to remain 
silent. How far will this person go to keep Pippa quiet? If you are as excited about this as I am, then check out A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson, and it comes out on May 2nd. So May is a really interesting month for me because all three of the books I'm going to talk about are by new-to-me authors, which doesn't often happen, but this month it did. And this first book I'm really, really excited to read um, because it's about something I knew very little about, actually two different things. So the book is called The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek, and the author is Kim Michelle Richardson. And it comes out on May 7th, which is the most momentous day of the month, because it's the day that I said I do to my beloved husband. Oh! So <laughs> I will never forget the release date of this book for the rest of my life. But I'm just kidding. I know, right? So anyway, this book is called The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek. And what it's about, so it, it takes place in the 1930s, which is an era that I always enjoy reading about. Um, and it takes place in Kentucky. And in Kentucky in the 1930s, People are very suspicious of the government and just, I think, suspicious in general. And um, what is trying to happen is there's a, a, a literacy project to try to get books to way up into the hills of Kentucky um, to, to people living in great poverty who may not have the ability to purchase books. So there's these librarians who ride around Kentucky with books and they share them with people um, up in the hills. So awesome, right? Like right there, that's my hook. Yeah. But then... There's a, th this book is about a young woman who her name is Cussie. Cussie. So I've never heard that <laughs> name before. Um, and she is one. She's the last of the very rare blue skinned people of Kentucky. And I actually Googled this because I wanted to know if this was like a fantasy element of a book or like what if this is like a legit thing. And it is actually um, there was a family who had a rare um, genetic disorder that would, and I didn't read a ton about the disorder, so I can't talk about it, but um, it caused them to have blue tinged skin. And so this young woman, Cussie, is the last of that line in the 1930s. And so people are both suspicious of her because of her blue skin and also suspicious of her books. But she believes that you can, you know, books can transport you to different places and open up the world to you. So she rides her mule all over Kentucky and she shares books with the people of Kentucky. And that's really all I know. I know she makes friends with different people and, and I'm sure there's a lot of beautiful things that happen um, during her travels, but I'm really, really excited about this book. It sounds really amazing. And again, it's called the book woman of troublesome Creek and the author is Kim Michelle Richardson. And the book comes out on May 7th. And the day I she said I do now. Yes. I know. I want it now too. I don't want to have to wait. I know. <laughs> Um, Shannon, do you sound a little like Veruca Salt? I want to know. Ah, perhaps, <laughs> yes. So the first book I'm going to talk about was, is a book that I didn't think was going to even come out about a character in a series. And, oh my God, I am so excited about it. It's called Things We Never Said, Hearts Boardwalk Number 3 by Samantha Young. Now, this series, the books can be read as a standalone, as standalones, but... You know, I like to read everything in order, but each book is about a different character. So this is a book about Dahlia, and Dahlia owns a gift card, a gift card, yes, no, a gift shop in Delaware. I've never read a book about a small town in Delaware, so that was cool. And she likes her quiet life. She's obviously, you know, when you hear about her in the other books, you know she's hiding from something. 
and something's going on and we don't know what it is. But apparently some kind of tragic event happened in her life. But her father gets sick and she has to go back to her hometown in my favorite city, Boston. And she's going to have to face her ex there. Her ex's best friend, which is someone she wasn't supposed to fall for. Uh oh. So I'm not going to say any more because I don't want to spoil it. But I cannot wait to read this book. It's called Things, Things We Never Said. I keep wanting to say things left unsaid. And then every time I search for it, that's not, not it. right. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not right. I'm sorry, Samantha. I'm changing your titles, okay? May 7th, 2019. So, yay! First week of May. Don't have to wait so long. So, Samantha Young, did she write the on Dublin Street series or Dublin yes, Street? Is yes. that Okay. I've never read her, but I've heard really good things. I love her books. Okay, so my second book is called Pride, Prejudice and Other Flavors by Sonali Dev, and this book will be published on May 7th, and I'm so excited. I can't wait to read this book, and apparently Shannon is getting it first, but we just won't talk about that. Um, and basically, if you were to ask me, like, what is my favorite book romance of all time, it's probably a toss-up between, like, Pride and Prejudice and Jane Eyre. Um, but definitely Pride and Prejudice is up there as one of my very favorites. And as you can probably guess from the title, this is a retelling, uh, a loose retelling of the Pride and Prejudice story. And so this is a story of someone uh, named Trisha Raje or Rahe. I don't know how to pronounce her, her last name. Um, and she is a doctor um, who... She's this world-renowned neurosurgeon, um, and she's living with her immigrant Indian family um, who are descended from royalty, apparently, and they're now all living in San Francisco. And so despite the fact that she has all of these professional accomplishments and she's adored by all of her patients and, you know, she has all these things going on in her life that are really good, um, her family still has many high expectations for her and rules that she needs to follow and uphold. So basically among them, you know, trusting outsiders, basically uh, people who are not like her or like them, is very much frowned upon. This is not something that you should be doing. So in comes this basically up-and-coming chef who is hired by the Rajay family, um, and he immediately attaches all of these prejudiced ideas about people like Trisha and her family, um, and, you know, assumes that people like them value prestige um, above anything else and look down on, you know, regular, everyday people like him. And... Um, he it feels especially uh, resentful towards Trisha, who he views as this very arrogant surgeon who wants to perform some kind of untested trial medical procedure on his sister, who I gather from the synopsis is ill in some way, but we don't know how. 
And there's also some suggestions that Trisha has a, a bit of a past, um, a secretive past that she's now trying to correct um, and make better. And so it looks as though this is very much the story of two people who come from two different worlds and this clash between pride and prejudice and hopefully the romance that blossom blossoms from it. And so I just love any kind of pride and prejudice retelling, although, you know, it's hard to compare to the original book. But I also think that, you know, this is a very unique take on the story with the kind of um, the cultural context. And so I'm looking forward to reading it. And again, this is Pride, Prejudice, and Other Flavors, and it will be released on May 7th. I think May 7th is like a popular, schloppular day for books to come out because my next book is also coming out on May 7th. And who here adores Mary Kay Andrews besides me? Has anybody read Mary Kay Andrews? No. I've you have one things. or two. She's pretty delightful. So this is not the book I'm talking about, but Mary Kay Andrews, my first exposure to Mary Kay Andrews was um, The Fixer Upper. And it was about this like decrepit house and it was all run down. And it was like this Southern, like humorous. It was like took place in the South. And it was one of those books where you like, ho, 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 out loud laugh. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just, I don't know. And she still writes some books that are humorous. I think she's getting a little bit kind of away from, like, the the belly gut laughing humor. But I'm really excited about this book, actually. Um, when It's coming out on May 7th, and it's called Sunset Beach by Mary Kay Andrews. And it's about this girl named Drew Campbell. She's been kind of down on her luck, lost her job. Life's not going so great. Her father, who is a pretty flamboyant, um, I'm going to say accident attorney. That's not the right word. He's um, like, you know, like one of those like ambulance chasing type attorneys. Like injury attorney? Like yeah, like injury attorney. Injury. Yeah, personal injury attorney. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, get in an accident, call Frederick accident. You know what I mean? Like one of those people. <laughs> I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> really? I couldn't come up with a rhyme on short notice, but um, so she, he shows up at her mother's funeral after being away for 20 years and offers her a job. But the worst part about it is he is married to her eighth grade frenemy named oh, Wendy. God. So she's got to work <laughs> with Wendy the frenemy in this office. But the only thing that sweetens the deal, because yeah, she but has here's to deal... the thing: Wendy, the frenemy, is sleeping with her father also. So how traumatizing would that be? I know. So uh, yeah, you said earlier that you don't think she's writing humor anymore. But wait, what? That right there, right? That, right that there has to be just, satirical, right? It, it, I, well, mm. I have a feeling that there might be some humor in this book. Yeah, but so yeah. she's. <laughs> they sweeten the deal for her to work in this office by. Um, she has an inheritance from her grandparents that she can live in. They have a bungalow in this town called Sunset Beach. But it's, like, surrounded by McMansions, and it's, like, really falling apart. So she's trying to rehab this cottage. And then 
something happens at a resort nearby. There's a death and somehow they wonder if her father's firm is involved. So then she has to like start like trying to figure out this mystery and deal with Wendy the frenemy and, <laughs> and rehabbing this cottage. And then it says something about an office romance. So I am super, super excited for this book. It just sounds delightful. So if anybody else thinks this book sounds delightful, on May 7th, pick up Sunset Beach by Mary Kay Andrews, and you might go, ho, 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 in the office. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope I do. I want to, like, spy on people as they read this just to see if anyone makes that sound. <laughs> It's like a thing I have to do on May 7th. So my next book will not make us make that sound. <laughs> it will. I think it will It will scare us, though, because my next pick is the latest novel by Canadian author Laureth Ann White, who I love so, so much. Her Angie Pellerino series was like one of my favorite things ever in 2018. So I'm very excited that she is coming out with something new. This is The Dark Bones, and it is a sequel to a book called A Dark Lure that she wrote a couple of years ago. Um, so this is about a woman named Rebecca who is coming home after her father's apparent suicide. She does not believe that her father committed suicide, but everyone around her is telling her that he did. She believes that he was murdered but in order to figure out the truth about this, she will have to join forces with Ash, who was her kind of like one true love that she left behind many years ago. Um, the two of them together will unravel the truth about her father's death, but this will unfortunately put them in the sights of a very, very bad individual who just might kill them. So I like books about death. We know this. Um, I also really like <laughs> this kind of like taught plotting that White is so, so good at. So if you love good romantic suspense that takes place kind of way out in the Canadian wilderness, you will want to pick up The Dark Bones by Laureth Ann White, and it comes out on May 21st. The second book I'm going to talk about today is Such a Perfect Wife. By Kate White. And this is the eighth book in her Bailey Wiggins series. It comes out on May 7th. Must be blonde, beautiful, and a perfect Catholic wife. Shannon Blaine is a blonde, beautiful, 34-year-old mother of two. One day, she drops her children off at school and then goes off for her run, never to be seen again. The people of Lake George, New York, are shocked by her disappearance and can't help but speculate. Did Shannon leave on her own? Could her husband have done something to her? Or was it a stranger? In interested in the case, an up-and-coming magazine, Crime Beat, has asked their reporter, Bailey Wiggins, to investigate. While looking into the case, she discovers 
that there is more to this case than meets the eye. There is a jealous sister, an unfaithful brother-in-law, a suspicious deacon, and a creepy motel owner who has been watching Shannon go for her runs each morning. One day, Billy receives an anonymous phone call to say that Shannon was a good Catholic wife. This tip leads to the discovery of Shannon's body. With further investigation, Bailey realizes that Shannon's death was not an isolated event, but the work of a serial killer. If you're as interested in this book as I am, then check out Such a Perfect Wife by Kate White. And this is the eighth book in her Bailey Wiggins series. It comes out on May 7th. I have heard good things about these books. Um, I've never read anything of her. She has the series. I think she has a couple standalones, but I have never read any of them. I might have. Now that I know it's a series, I'm going to have to find number one just so I can be prepared for when this book comes out. So the next book that I'm going to talk about, I'm not sure how to pronounce the author's last name. And so I'm going to say it two ways, and then I might have to sing it as an opera aria because I think it sounds cool either way. But anyway, <laughs> again, this is a new-to-me author, and the book is called The Key to Happily Ever After. And the author is Tiff, either Marcello or Marcello. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. <laughs> But either way, um, it looks um, the, the book looks delightful. So it is about the Della Rosa family who has owned a wedding business for quite some time. And the, the parents are going to retire. So the three sisters decide they are going to keep the wedding planning business afloat and keep it going. And so basically um, it could, you know, they, they have to deal with all these different situations. Um, I liked uh, the description I liked the best was a snowpocalypse for a spring wedding. Because um, how much <laughs> would that suck? Um, and, you know, it talks about like temperamental brides and, you know, things not, you know, the, the couples that fought up right up until the wedding day. So it just looks like a very fun book about these three sisters who have to somehow figure out how to work together and keep this business afloat. And I'm assuming um, because uh, it's it's under romance that there will be some love along the way. So I'm very much looking forward to reading um, The Key to Happily Ever After by Tiff Marcello or Marcello, and it comes out on May 14th. <gasps> that's my son's birthday. Oh, see, May is a good oh month God, for all those Oh, my God, that's my brother's birthday. It's, yeah, Aww. so you'll never forget that. And so I, I'm, I was picturing Natalia when I decided I was going to talk about this book because I know how much you like wedding books, right? And yeah, wedding planning I do. books? I love them so much. I don't know why. So the next book I'm going to talk about is about by this author called Kate Meter. I have not actually read the series, but I've been wanting to. And I don't know why I haven't started it. But it's called The Laws of Attraction series. And the third book is coming out in May. And it is called Then Came You by Kate Meter. Now, this series is about divorce lawyers. And there's nothing more ironic than divorce lawyers who know everything that can go wrong in a marriage and in a relationship and how petty people can get at the end of their relationships with someone that they swore to love until death do us part. I guess death do us part means death of the feelings. Perhaps. In this case, perhaps. And so it's very, I love to see divorced lawyers brought to their knees 
you know, because usually they have like this, you know, you can't blame them. It's like this. They have this skewed view on relationships because basically, you know, they've seen the best and the worst of people. So this book is about Aubrey Gates, and she is probably the hottest divorce lawyer in Chicago. And it turns out that she's a rival of her ex-husband seems to also be a divorce lawyer. And she needs a favor from him. It turns out that when she got divorced from him, she never actually told her grandmother because she didn't want to make her sad that they got divorced. And now they're going to celebrate the grandma's 90th birthday party. So she asks him for a huge favor. Can you please come to the party with me and pretend we're still married? Because I just don't want to break her heart. Uh Uh-oh. And so they're going to be taking a road trip, a really long road trip, because I don't know why. This is always, like, whatever happened to airplanes, I guess it just helps the romance. (laughs) You can't really have romance. I mean, unless you join the Mile High Club, you don't really have romance on an airplane, right? Yeah, airplanes are not romantic. Road trips are better. Yeah, for sure. So they have to drive. They have to drive from Chicago, I believe, to Boston. Yep. From Chicago to Boston. That's a long drive. So it's going to be a drive of heartbreak, um, memories, I'm sure old tension, and of course, a little bit of lust, because I guess that always happens. So I'm really, really looking forward to reading this, because as I said, I love weddings, and I love divorce books. And obviously, because you know that the endings are going to be happy. I don't I don't think I love divorce in real life. It makes me sad. This is coming out on May 7th, 2019. It's a good day and for books. Yes. Then Came You by... Kate Meter. And I'm going to go and read the first two books, like now, so I can be all caught up. So, for my final pick, I am going to be talking about Rebel Women Who Dare, book one, by Beverly Jenkins, which is coming out on May 28th. And so from what I could tell from the synopsis, this is a historical romance set um, towards the end of the Civil War period in the U.S. And we follow the story of Valinda, who is this strong-willed woman um, from the north, and she moves to the heart of New Orleans, or New Orleans, depending on you're choosing um and she has this mission to basically help rebuild the community after you know the aftermath of all of this violence and so what are described as thugs attack this school that she sets up in the community and so she realizes that although she would really like to do good Um, there's a lot of danger in this new world and she's not very safe. So she runs away um, and in the process, enter the romance, she meets um, this Captain Drake character and Drake, um, all of his family roots are in New Orleans. So he's from the South Um, and as an architect, but also as someone who is described as having been raised by a very uh, strong and independent woman, um, he really admires Valinda's 
mission and her determination to do good. And while, you know, their relationship is presumably building, I don't know, um, Valinda's father, meanwhile, wants her to marry this man back home who she doesn't know, but who he feels would be more appropriate for her. So, so it looks as though this is a story where she's fighting ultimately not just, um, you know, this kind of war-ridden world, but also the expectations put on her as a woman during this time. And hopefully love will prevail and there will be a happily ever after. And um, I'm really looking forward to reading it. And I should say that this is definitely the first um, of... Uh, a series, a new series that it seems as though from what I could find, um, it seems as though this each book will follow a different pr- protagonist, um, a s- strong and independent woman who is somehow different from kind of like the traditional women of their time. I could be wrong, but that's the information I could kind of piece together from the research I've done. So it looks really interesting. And again, this is Rebel, Women Who Dare, book one by Beverly Jenkins. And it will be released on May 28th. And also, who doesn't love, like, any story based in New Orleans? Like, magic, history, uh, and yes. food. Food, food. <laughs> who doesn't love Joanna Shoup? And, I love Joanna Shoup. Yeah, so I would like to, at this one moment right now, give a shout out to Shannon, who recommended um, A Notorious Vow by Joanna Shoup, which was the book I just talked about, it, the 400 series. I talked about it last September, and the, the hero was deaf. And I was thought it was so well done. And so when this book came out, I was, or when I found out this book was coming out, I was really excited to talk about it. This book is called The Rogue of Fifth Avenue, which, okay, what a cool name. The Rogue of Fifth Avenue, and it's the first book, and I'm guessing a spinoff series, it's called Uptown Girls, book one. It's, again, taking place in the Gilded Age of New York. It's coming out on May 28th, and it features a character named Frank Tripp, who is the lawyer from the previous book who I really liked and thought was very interesting. So there are not many things that Frank Tripp cannot handle. So Frank Tripp is the keeper of secrets, the breaker of hearts. He can solve any problem. But he has one issue. There is a daughter of a client and her name is Mamie. And she is kind of impetuous and wants to do her own thing. And there's a whole world below 42nd Avenue and she wants to explore it and help out people. But Frank Tripp won't leave her alone. He's like dogging every footstep and like showing up everywhere she goes and like totally irritating her, except for that sparks fly. So he really isn't irritating her all that much. And then something happens, but we don't know what that something is. And she is going to have to decide if she can rely on Frank and trust him. Probably with her heart as well as her safety. But if you want to read a really good 
historical book and you like Joanna Shoup, I am betting that The Rogue of Fifth Avenue is going to be one of those great books. It comes out May 28th. I will be buying it. So I just love the title. Yes. So my last pick tonight is the newest offering from an author that I discovered last year. This is Drawing Home, and it's by Jamie Brenner. And Jamie Brenner is this really, really stellar author who can add like that women's fiction-y feel to pretty much everything she writes, whether it's a romance, whether it's like a little bit of mystery thrown into a romance. But there's this delightful theme of strong women coming into their own power. And I love this so much about her book. So this is Drawing Home, and it comes out on May 14th. And it's the story of Emma, who works at a hotel in Sag Harbor. And apparently this artist um, has been kind of hanging around the hotel. And when he passes away, he leaves his house to Emma's teenage daughter. Now, this doesn't make a lot of sense to anyone because like, they weren't very close. Like, why would you leave a house to a teenager? Like, this just doesn't seem good. But it also doesn't seem good to be who lives in Manhattan and was really, really close with Henry the artist. And he, like, she cannot understand why he did this. And so she starts to wonder if maybe some of the Sag Harbor locals uh, were dishonest and, you know, kind of manipulated him into leaving the house to this girl. So she decides that she's going to head down to Sag Harbor and she's going to figure out what's going on and hopefully rescue Henry's legacy. But of course, this doesn't happen quite the way B anticipates. And once she gets to town, she realizes that there's a lot more going on than she first thought. And she and Emma kind of join forces to learn the truth about Henry. And apparently Henry has left some mysterious sketches kind of scattered throughout the town. So I am really excited to see how this shapes up. Um, it looks like a fantastic summer read, you know, a good way to kind of usher in these warmer months of like May and June. So I am looking forward to it. It again is Drawing Home. The author is Jamie Brenner, and it comes out on May 14th. The final book I'm going to talk about today is If She Wakes by Michael Corita and it comes out on May 14th. This book is about two women trying to escape a mysterious killer. Tara is a senior at Henmel College in Maine. While driving a visiting professor to a conference, they are in a tragic car crash, which leaves the professor dead and Tara in a vegetative state or the, at least the doctors think so. In fact, Tara is a victim of locked-in syndrome, which has left her body, her unable to move her body, but completely aware of the world around her. While laying in her hospital bed, she learns that someone powerful wants her dead, and she doesn't know why. Abby is an insurance investigator and a former stunt driver who has been hired by the college to investigate the crash. 
While investigating, she discovers that the crash was not actually an accident. Somehow, during her investigation, she ends up on the run and being chased by a hitman. I'm really excited to find out what this all has to do with each other. If you are looking forward to this book like I am, then look for If She Wakes by Michael Corita, and it will be released on May 14th. This next book I'm going to talk about is very intriguing to me. Um, it's very mysterious. And um, it's by an author, Paulina Simons, who I haven't read, but she's been on my radar for a while because she wrote a World War II um, epic series called The Bronze Horseman. Um, oh, I and so read those. I know I do too. And they take place in Russia. And anyway, but this is not that. This is the start of a new series. And the book is called The Tiger Catcher, End of Forever, book one. And again, it's by Paulina Simons. And it comes out on May 28th. What we know. Julian has an idyllic life in LA and he has, he's a businessman, you know, things are coming up roses for him all the time and he's very happy with his life. And then he meets a young woman named Josephine who is cloaked in mystery and he doesn't know much about her, but they have this whirlwind affair and I think they're going to get married, but suddenly, suddenly Josephine disappears. Ooh. Julian is heartbroken, as one can imagine, and his life is unraveling and he's falling apart and he's broken and sad because the love of his life is nowhere to be found. But then, but then, enter in a mysterious stranger who tells him, who tells Julian that he can still potentially be with Josephine, but he will have to go on a death-defying trip from which None have returned. Now, I don't know why, and I'm making a wild supposition that could be totally wrong, but to me, for some reason, when I read the synopsis of this book, it looks like a time travel epic. And I would I, say that, yeah. Right? And I'm so excited. I don't know anything else about it, but I want, want, want to read it. So this is The Tiger Catcher, End of Forever, book one by Paulina Simons. Wonder... And it comes out on the 28th. I wonder if this will be, like, epically long, like the Bronze oh. Horseman books are supposed to be, like, 30-some hours in yeah, audio. Yeah, they're, like... they're super long. I That's why I was a little intimidated. I actually own the Bronze Horseman. And so I do haven't I. Read it. <laughs> I haven't read it either. It just seems like quite the book to read. Um, but, you know, I've, I, this is just an author I've been following, just kind of, like, watching for a while. So I think it's time for me to, to try one of her books. Yeah, I, I feel could... like it's kind of a twinning moment because I looked at that book and thought, I, that looks really interesting. And then I kind of forgot it was coming out in May, but I that was kind of on my radar also. Twinning! <laughs> it's a good thing to be on one's radar, I think. Indeed, yeah. I've heard good things about her writing just in general, and if she is going to write like a really cool time travel, I could I could totally be ready for that. All right, so the last book I'm going to talk about is by the dynamic duo Christina Lauren, and it's called The Unhoneymooners. Just with a title like that, I want to read it. So this book is about twinnies. I like twinnies. Yay! Me too. Uh, Twins. And this is about Olive and her identical twin. Her identical twin is getting married, and, you know, she says her twin had a meet-cute from a soap opera 
managed to win a contest to pay for her wedding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Olive is single. So, you know, she loves her 20, so she's enduring this this wedding, even though she's the maid of honor and she hates the best man. Well, it turns out that some, some kind of food in the wedding is, I think, the shrimp cocktail poisoned the whole wedding party. But <gasps> Olive and the best man were the only ones that didn't eat it, so they're not sick. And now there's this honeymoon up for grabs for two people because, you know, the couple can't go. And it's in Hawaii. So even though they hate each other, they're like, fine, we're going to go and we're going to have our free vacation, but we're not even going to look at each other. So they go to Hawaii. <laughs> and But what happens? Olive runs into her future boss for this new job that she's going to start. Uh-oh. Hmm. And she pretends that she's a newlywed and that she's married to Ethan. Can you see, like, all the things that can go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, how are these two people that despise each other going to pretend to actually love each other? Uh-oh. Anyway, this is The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren. And this is coming out on May 14th. Good day. Yep, yep. I think all the books I talk about are about all this tension. Ooh. Yes. And I'm, I'm not usually excited. a Christina Lauren fan, but I do like, like the fake relationship story. So I do too. I've never this read is... anything by Christina Lauren. Well, that does it for us this evening. Thank you to Brooke, Natalie, Sarah, Stacy, and Natalia. It's a kind of mouthful to say all that. <laughs> for sharing your most anticipated books of May with all of us. Thanks, as always, to Christine for her fantastic editing. We appreciate it so very much. And, of course, we want to thank all of you who have joined us on this fantastic Book Bistro journey. If you would like to give us some feedback, you can do that by leaving a rating or a review at Apple Podcasts or whichever other platform you use to access the show. Not only does it let us know what you think, but it also helps other people to find their way to Book Bistro, which we are definitely fans of here. I hope everyone has a fantastic week filled with lots of great books. I will be back on Tuesday morning and some number of us will be back next Friday morning with all manner of bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.